0: What's up, everybody? Welcome back to The Drunk Turkey Show. Today, we're going to be talking about Brian Koberger and uh, the possibility of other victims that he's uh, maybe had or come in contact with. Uh, Brian Enten had reported here recently that Pennsylvania was looking into uh, incidences that may have perhaps involved Koberger. Last night, we had on Holly, who was a friend, a uh, friend of our acquaintance of uh, the missing person from 2012 Courtney Stauffer and we kind of went through her case and um, I'll have that link down in the description. We talked about the similarities between uh, that case and Brian Koberger's case. A lot of you guys hit me up at the comment section saying he's 17 years old at the time. It was two hour drive, not him. He couldn't have gone into the bar, things of that nature. And I completely understand those things 100%. there was some glaring things in that case that you know were pretty eye opening. Now, today we're going to be talking about another missing person who lived and disappeared much more, much recent, more recent. In fact, disappeared just before Koberger left the Pennsylvania area to Pullman, Washington. Um, and that is. Dana Smithers, uh, she was last seen on May 28, 2022 in Stroudsburg, Pennsylvania. Uh, She was captured on camera leaving a neighbor's house with her phone in hand. Her phone, purse, car keys, and other personal items were recovered at her house the next day. 45 years old, 5'5", 160 pounds, brunette, uh, mother, sister, daughter, still missing, no word. And there's some, some very suspicious characteristics to her disappearance as well. Now, when it comes to Smithers and it comes to Courtney Stalford from last night, um, I would I'd say that this, these two cases, to me, seem like they're more similar or have a lot of similarities versus maybe Brian Koberger. But uh, there are some there, and I want to get into this. And so first and foremost, um, she only lived about 35 minutes away from Koberger's family residence. So it wasn't too far away from the area um and it's closer in proximity but let's get into the the details of the case so to speak and um and what's going on here so this is coming off of NBC news uh this uh, sister hoping for new clues and disappearance of Pennsylvania woman Dana Smithers last seen on camera 7 months ago right so, 45-year-old was last seen in May 28, leaving her neighbor's house. Her phone, person and other personal items were discovered at her house. Her kids need her. I need her. My mom needs her. Stacy Smithers told Dateline. We need to know what happened. Stacy's younger sister, 45-year-old uh, Dana Smithers, has been missing since May 28, 2022. I was getting my sister back when this happened, Stacy said. Stacy and Dana grew up in Stroudsburg, Pennsylvania, where basically at the end of the Poconos, Stacy said it's a resort community. Really nice growing up there. Stacy told Dateline that growing up, the sisters were close. Uh, Gregrius is a word that you would use to describe Dana. Stacy said, adding that her sister has a very boisterous laugh and was always having fun. I think that was something that was also said about Courtney as well. She was a fun going person, loud laugh. You know, hippie was a way that they would describe her outgoing person. Very similar right here, right? And so uh, it goes on to say, we used to like it when she had a cold, Stacy said, with, with a laugh because she was calm. Stacy told Dateline that Dana has three children, a 25 year old son, a 23 year old daughter and a 17 year old, uh, a seven year old daughter. I'm sorry. According to Stacy, uh, Dana's children who are her world. She didn't do anything that didn't involve her kids uh, and that she. um that was her thing. I mean, she was always with her kids, according to Stacy, Dana and her youngest daughter lived with Dana and Stacy's mother in Strasburg. So there was a few people that lived in the residence where she lived at. She didn't live alone. Uh, She lived with her youngest daughter, Stacy's mother as well. And so there's at least two other people that lived in the house. Stacy told Dateline that Dana and her youngest daughter went to spend some time with her daughter's father early in the day. On May 28th, Stacy said that Dana and her daughter's father were no longer together, but still maintain an applicable relationship. Uh, she said that the three of them went to a festival at the Happy Hour Bar and Grill in Stroudsburg and were walking around saying hi to everybody and dancing. Stacy said three of them then left and went back to Dana's house after returning home. Dana walked over to see if Tara, which is a, na- a neighborhood neighbor of Dana and a friend of hers, Wanted to come over and hang out on the patio, Stacy said. Uh, Terry Cione is Dana's friend and neighbor. Basically, what I just said uh, we're best friends. She's been my neighbor for 16 years. Uh, Tara told Dateline, we've raised our children together. All right, so Tara told Dateline, she saw Dana earlier in the day. She was driving home from work. I was walking over to there was this street festival. She recalled she's like, hey, like, I see you over there. Tara said she saw Dana at the festival and, and that It was really fun. Later that night, Dana came over to her place. According to Tara, the the two only live a few houses down from each other. So dropping in on a regular occurrence, uh, it was an open door policy like with her, she said. So she came in and she was here for a little bit, Tara recalled. I don't know if she was nervous. I'm not too sure what was going on with her. Tara told that line that Dana also smoked a cigarette, which leads her to believe that that lead to believe that Dana was nervous since she only knew her to smoke when she was on edge. I would have known that there was if I would have known that this was the last time I would have seen her, I would have definitely asked more questions. But I was sort of like, I'm going to bed, she said. Tara said that Dana asked her to come over to her place and hang out. But since it was late, Tara declined. I was like, no, I'm going to bed. Like I'm exhausted. Tara said that Dana left and was captured on Tara's ring camera. Uh, she had on her phone, she had her phone in her hand, and it was around 11 p.m. That was the last time that anybody saw her, Stacy said of her sister. My mother called in the morning on the 29th, which was Sunday, and asked me if I could talk to her. Stacey recalled. I said, no. She said, well, Dana didn't come home last night. So they, they felt that she didn't come home because she wasn't there when they awoke, right? So something happened to her in the middle of the night prior to her family waking up. According to Stacy, that wasn't the first time that Dana didn't come home. Dana stayed out overnight, and not called anybody. Stacy said it hasn't happened recently, but you know she's 45 years old. We don't always check in on our, you know, with our parents at 45. But that was highly unusual, Stacy said. It was Dana's phone and car keys were found at the house, and so before we go any for, uh, further, let's take a look at this ring cam footage real quick. So this is going to be. Um, this is Dana leaving her friend's house, and you can see right here in her in her left hand, she has her phone in her pocket, or in her hand Welcome out. She doesn't look like she's stumbling or anything. Key in hand, I mean phones in hand, and, and is taking off walking home at around eleven PM. Stacy told Dateline that her sister struggled off and on with substance abuse. So right here, there's some possible drug use in her past, off and on. uh, Courtney we talked about yesterday was possibly selling narcotics. And we know that Brian Koberger and you know, early on in his life uh, was under the influence of narcotics as well and had his problems with drug use. So we'll continue. Um, Stacy told Dateline that her sister had struggled on and off with substance abuse, but had been doing much better. So taking her prescribed pills was extremely important to her. I'm not going to tell you my sister was an angel, Stacy said. But her meds had been adjusted recently by her primary care physician. And in my opinion, she was getting much better, Stacy said, adding she and her sister were getting close again. Tara told Dateline that she never thought Dana was using again. She could have told me, but I really don't think it was that, Tara said. Uh, by Monday, May 30th, Memorial Day, Stacy said that she knew something was definitely wrong. Dana and her children have a family tradition where every Memorial Day, they go to the park in Pennsylvania called Nobels Park. Stacey said she would not have missed Memorial Day, but Dana missed Memorial Day and she hasn't been since seen since. Stacy said on Tuesday, May 31st, she called the Stoutsburg Regional Police Department to report her sister missing. The officer said she's an adult and can go missing. Stacy said, "I know now that I have uh, fought harder for them to take me seriously." No, she said, I'm sorry. I know that I should have fought harder for them to take me seriously. Stacy said that one of Dana's friends persistently called the police throughout the week and finally got them to take us seriously. That's a big problem, in my opinion. You, know, you shouldn't have to beg the police department to do their damn job. Freaking laziness, man. Like, And that's what it is. It's all that it is. It's its freaking laziness. And the reason being is because you put somebody in, you put them missing. And if they're, if it comes back that they're found somewhere or whatever the case may be, and then you write a report and you take them out. It ain't that freaking difficult. You go investigate it. You put the word out. Like this type of crap is what really pisses me off when it comes to things where you have lazy situations. And, I, and that's what it is to me. Somebody doesn't want to write a freaking report and enter somebody into the TCIC, NCI, well, it's Pennsylvania, so it's probably not TCIC, it's a NCIC database uh, for missing persons and, th- and stuff like that. Make her, you know, in case somebody comes across her and they can notify, hey, your family's looking for you at the very least. She comes back and says, I'm fine, I just ran away, I didn't want to part of my life. Okay, you take a report and you enter it back in and you take her out of the NCIC. It's, 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 it's easy, it's not that freaking hard. But to just not to go into the police department or have to go write a report. And that's what it is, because I've seen it many times, more times than it should happen. We'll carry on. On June, um, the, the missing persons report wasn't officially reported until June 5th. Like a week after she's gone missing. This is what, like I said, this is the part that pisses me off about things like this. On June 22nd, the Stroud Area Regional Police Department posted that the department continues to ask for public assistance for any information regarding missing Stroudsburg Borough resident Dana Smithers. The post goes on to say the investigation into this case has not revealed any information on the whereabouts of Ms. Smithers and indicate that the crime that any crime was committed. It added on the morning of June 22nd, the assistance of the Pennsylvania State Police Department. A search was conducted in the area of Glen Park in Stroudsburg. However, the search did not result in any additional information being obtained. Stacy confirmed to Dateline that police did a search on Dana. For Dana on June 22nd, there's a park down there, uh, down the street from my mom's house. They said they searched with cadaver dogs and with the assistance of state police department. They came up with nothing. There have been no additional updates posted by authorities. Dateline researched, reached out for an additional update in the case, but Stroud Area Regional Police Department was unable to comment. I think something happened, Stacy said. I don't think she's here anymore. That's powerful and sad. Extreme. I couldn't. Man, what she's probably going through. It. I I feel so horrible for what this family's had to endure. Uh, Dana's best friend Tara also believes something bad may have happened to her friend. Uh, She would never leave her children like this. Tara said, "We're planning. We were planning for the summer. She had a lot going on, so she was making plans to do things later on. Not uh, that's not characteristic of somebody wanting to run away. Despite that, Stacy said. She won't stop fighting for answers. My mom is 74 years old. Stacy said, I don't want her to not see this get fixed. I don't want her to not see this end. Stacy also said that she continuously spreads awareness and updates about her sister's disappearance on Finding Dana Facebook page and is five foot five, weighs 160 pounds, has brown hair, brown eyes, uh, last seen wearing a red shirt with black pants and white shoes. Anyone with information about Dana's whereabouts, please call the Stroud Area Regional Police Department. Hopefully they'll get off their ass this time at five, seven, zero, four, two, one, six, eight, zero, zero. Now. Let's talk about this case in general, she's going out she has a, you know, is it possible that it's not Brian Colbert? Obviously, what could link Brian to this, right? You're looking at the close proximity to his parents house. You're looking at in the manner of the way that she disappeared. Her, her keys and her phone were found in her house. So, we saw a video of her walking out of her friend's house. The last time she was seen, her phone was in her hand. So, we can, you know, deduce that she made it home. Right. And so, there are people in that house. If she was abducted, right, let's just say she was, had she been abducted, uh, that would have meant that there were survivors left in the house. Now, very similar to what we we're talking about with. Um, Courtney last night, no sign of break-in, no sign of struggle, no sign of anything. Same MO here. No sign of break-in, no sign of struggle, no sign of any of those things. Um, you're looking at somebody in Courtney's situation where she had a present issue with, with narcotics. You're looking at um, Dana, who had a history on and off of being, you know, having her problems with substance abuse, as the article stated. You're looking at Middle-of-the-night disappearance as well, compared to both Courtney and um, Miss Dana here. Now, I I know I keep going back to Courtney and and, and whatnot, but there's a couple of things that need to be looked into. Uh, First and foremost, let's bring this up. This is Koberger's sister, Amanda Koberger. Guys, aware that in 2012, just before Courtney went missing, Amanda in 2012 graduated with a bachelor's degree in psychology in East Stroudsburg University of Pennsylvania, where and earned her master's degree in counseling psychology in Caldwell University in New Jersey, 2016. But in 2012, she graduated from East Stroudsburg University. Now, from my understanding, and I want to say thank you. Um, To to Beth, um, she sent me quite a bit of information and and even possibly opened up a possible um, alternative theory here, which does kind of make a little bit of sense and I'll share that with you guys. But is it possible that maybe perhaps prior to um, Amanda graduating that she may have gone to a couple of places, maybe covert or visitor with the family, they were they went down to Harrisburg. Who knows? It's, it's still about an hour away from Harrisburg. It's a little bit closer than than uh, Pennsylvania, but it's still still a little bit of, bit of a ways. Um, but this happened. She graduated in the spring of 2012. Who knows? Maybe she took her her brother out on town or something. Maybe went to a, a bar and grill somewhere. Right now. Let's go back here real quick. This is the uh, New York Post article referencing Koberger um, drinking a beer in a Pennsylvania bar and, and being disrespectful to the wait staff and to other women and uh, patrons of the, of, the, of, the, of the business. And so I was reading that and, and you come across here, it says shocked former classmate uh, remembered the accused Brian Koberger as being an intelligent student in high school, but was bullied often and in turn, be bully to others himself. He they said he struggled with heroin addiction and weight loss. It was bad. Coburger's former high school classmate, Sarah Healy, told Fox Digital News on Friday. There was definitely something off about him. We couldn't tell exactly what it was. I remember one time he was walking in the hallway and he stopped me and, I was, and, and was like, do you want to hang out? But Brian, do you want to hang out? But Brian was bullied a lot, and I never got a chance to say something to defend him because he would always run away, she added. Despite always performing well in high school, she said he was often rejected and bullied by girls that she believes he may have internalized, leading him to lash out and commit such heinous violent crimes. Another friend uh, said that Koberger suddenly changed in his senior year. This young lady, Courtney, went missing the summer before his senior year. Did something trigger him to lose a lot of weight in his senior year to start abusing narcotics his senior year? Was there a trigger point? Perhaps maybe he uh, that was when he started his possible spree. If there was one, who knows? It's all speculation at this point, right? Only thing we know is that he's been alleged to have committed the crime in Moscow, Idaho. But a friend of co said he suddenly changed in his senior year of high school when he lost a significant amount of weight. Now, you don't lose weight one day to the next. So when did that weight change start? It was noticeable his senior year. But if he lost 100 pounds and it took, I don't know, five, six months, seven months to do so, eight months to do so. And that happened his senior year in February. And when did that process start? July of 2012. When Courtney went missing. I just thought that was interesting is this, this is when all of that bullying, the weight change, the um, drug abuse started his senior year. And, and for those that say that, oh man, it's two hours away. What would you be doing out there? When I was in high school, y'all, I drove to three, four hours away for concerts by myself. It, it's not uncommon to do. You know, um, I went to places I, 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 you know, I know that's anecdotal. But at the same time, uh, Brian was. um, Was the only the only male when it comes to his siblings, maybe he had a lot more freedom or whatnot, I don't know, Um, but perhaps he took off and drove around. I don't know who knows, Um, but is it possible that he drove around to go to party scenes or whatever, go to colleges, meet up with older people? Yeah, quite a bit. I mean, I I did that. I know a lot of people that did that. Uh, Me and my buddies used to go out towards San Angelo, Austin, San Antonio. I didn't live in San Antonio at the time, Um, hours away from our hometown. It is what it is. You know, I I don't understand why that's such a big glaring thing where people say, oh, man, he was 16 and it was was an hour and 45 minutes away. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, like I said, is it possible? Maybe. But come back to the question, let's just say, hypothetically speaking here, if Koberger was involved in all three of these cases, there is one thing different than the others. And that is that in Idaho, there were four victims and all of them were left in their house. Is it possible? And Beth brought this uh, possibility up. And is it possible that that's not the M.O., that the M.O. is to kidnap, take somewhere else, and then um, commit this crime. And what happened that night in Moscow was that whoever that kidnapped victim was, had a roommate or somebody sleeping next to him in the bed and changed the entire scenario. Maybe that's why he took such a weird route afterwards because his phone doesn't turn on until 4.48 after he leaves at 4.20. That's 28 minutes had he gone a similar direction, but going up 7, 270 back to Pullman, by then he would have been home and him turning on his phone there at his house wouldn't have been as suspicious. You know, a lot of people think that he went further down south through all these different areas because um, he was trying to hide or dispose of something. Maybe perhaps he had something set up already. Maybe he had a, uh, a, a kill spot set up out in the middle of nowhere in the woods. And that was the initial plan. People woke up, people changed things. Because when you look at both, when you look at all this, case, all these cases, you have a few similarities. You have middle of the night, you have rumors of drugs, you have um, no forced entry on anybody. You have. Um, well, in, in Courtney's situation, a backsliding glass door, you also have the fact that Courtney kind of resembles or would, you know, blonde hair. Caucasian, taller, uh, female. She would kind of fit the, um, you know, possibility of Brian Koberger's attraction. You know, when you look at the girls that he's dated uh, or the one girl that went on a Tinder date, she was blonde at the time that she dated. him. you look at the friend Bree, who we had on the show not too long ago, uh, at the time that she was friends with him, he, she was blonde, stuff like that. So, you know, the description was pretty similar. Um, you know, you're looking at this case here. With with Dana, it's not that not the same. But who's to say she was the initial target? She did have a 23 year old daughter at that house, too. Perhaps maybe mom walked in on something about to happen. And the victim changed. You know what I'm saying? And so. um, with that being said, like. I think there's a lot of similarities. You also have people left in each of these places. Somebody was in the house, left alive. You have Dylan Mortensen and Bethany Funk. You have uh, Cody Pruitt when it comes to Courtney Stelfer. And then you have uh, Dana's family. That's pretty crazy to me. Time of occurrence is another thing. Both of these, all of these incidents happened way early in the morning, late at night. She was seen leaving at at least 11 p.m. Uh, from her friend's house. So we know that that crime probably can, was committed sometime uh, after she got home, which if she only lived a few houses down, let's take, let's just say it's a six minute walk. You know, from 11.10 to whatever time I woke up is your, um, possible time of occurrence there. I don't know. Maybe none of them are. Maybe he's not involved in any of them. That's a possibility. You know, Koberger hasn't been found guilty of any of these uh, cases, including the ones in Moscow, Idaho. Although, if those IDs or an ID does come back to co, uh, to one of the victims in, in Moscow, Idaho, I think he's dunskis. It's over. You know, he's, he's guilty as charged, guilty as sin, throw away the key, lock him up, the whole nine yards, right? Now when it comes to Courtney, a dog was left behind and so was one in in Moscow. And so, you know, there's some similarities here. Um, You have the possible connection to the somewhat of the area with uh, Koberger's sister graduating in 2022, I mean, in 2012, I'm sorry. So it's possible, probable, I don't know, I'm not sure. You guys let me know what you guys think in the comment section. Uh, please hit that like and subscribe button. Ring that notification bell if you haven't already done so. Don't forget tonight we're going to have on the lab and tomorrow night um, I'm going to be on the lab tonight. I'm sorry about that. And uh, tomorrow night um, we have uh, Lena from Truth and Transparency on and We're going to be talking about Brian Koberger and, and, and other cases and the DoorDash and conspiracies and the whole nine yards. You don't want to miss it. Let me know in the comment section what, what you guys think about this case. Do you think there's a possible connection here? Or do you think that this is just an, another unfortunate incident that has no ties to Brian Koberger? Remember, there are at least two counties looking at Koberger for some cold case incidences. Let me know in the comment section. With that being said, guys, I'm Daniel J. This is The Drunk Turkey Show. We'll see you tomorrow night.